It is 7.46, 14 before 8, and it's time for our weekly wine chat. Pleased to be joined by Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Of course, uh, Denny Long is away one more week. Denny's back next Saturday morning. Jack, pleasure to visit with you. Steve, nice to talk to you. You know, I thought I would talk this week and weigh in a little bit on these Sunday sales. You can't turn on the radio or the TV or even the Internet without seeing Minnesota will finally after almost a hundred years, be able to have liquor on Sundays or wine or beer, whatever you want. And what that is a a part of, and no pun intended, it's a hangover from Prohibition. Prohibition was a failed experiment in this country. It didn't come about overnight. It took probably 30, almost 40 years to become law. It would be introduced and introduced. And really, uh, there were some problems because half of the federal income in those days came from uh, spirits, uh, liquor. And uh, so we have uh, the uh, when repeal came in and prohibition, we, you can thank them for the income tax because that came uh, as a result of losing the income on all that liquor they were going to. They enacted the federal income tax. As I said, it didn't happen overnight. It took a long time. And frankly, if you read the history of it and all of those good things, the passage is really due to their joining with the suffragette movement. Women really played a big, big role in prohibition, and they agreed they would all support prohibition in their various states, etc., if uh, the government would support the right for women vote, and of course they got it. But what did it produce? It produced 13 years of crime and lawlessness, etc. We have a very interesting history in Minnesota and St. Paul, uh, in the Twin Cities, St. Paul and Minneapolis. Uh, you know, St. Paul was a safe city all during Prohibition. If you went up there and minded your P's and Q's, uh, the police department in St. Paul left you alone. And Minneapolis, uh, was a sort of an extension of that same thing. But they did have gang action and problems. And I know whereof I speak because my predecessor, Benny Haskell, was a bootlegger. And he was a a remarkable bootlegger. He had the whole seventh floor of the old Radisson Hotel where he uh, dispensed his wares out of. And as a matter of fact, none other than Sid Hartman, uh, told me once as a little boy he'd get a nickel or something from the printers in the basement of the paper who would send him over for a half pint of whiskey that they'd go up to the seventh floor at the Radisson Hotel and buy it from Benny Haskell. One of my favorite mental pictures is uh, some guy told me once, this is many years ago, that he went up there and there was Fritzy Haskell sitting on top of a bed, and it had an old bed spring on it. When Before inner springs were popular, we had metal springs on bed, and she had three barrels of whiskey there. She was sitting on the headboard and pushing the barrels with her feet uh, to kind of agitate the whiskey in there and to give it an aged quality. And another old friend uh, who shall remain nameless told me as a little boy he remembered going to Loring Park with the family chauffeur, and Fritzy Haskell would come by pushing a pram, and she'd have two cases of scotch in there, one for his dad and one for his uncle. And it was a every two-week ritual they would come and get their case, each get a case of scotch. So they had spirits during that 
awful experiment of prohibition. In fact, further on those things, I'm always amused. My wife's grandpa was the sheriff up in Roseau County. And every Saturday night during Prohibition, he would take his seized wares, whether they were barrels or bottles, that he seized people, bootleggers, bringing in from Canada, and he'd bring them down to the main street in Roseau, Minnesota, and crack them open and let the whiskey go into the sewer. Of course, Grandpa Ole always put a bottle or two aside for himself, so he had a little libation when he needed one, uh, as he gave a, <laughs> the lesson to the people not to do that by smashing the barrel and letting it go down the sewer. Benny Haskell, uh, one of the reasons Haskell's is in the wine business is because of that, because Benny Haskell was a convicted felon. Uh, he got caught bootlegging, and but he was pardoned by Jack Kennedy, uh, with the help of Hubert Humphrey, and uh, he went on to become a, le- a very legitimate businessman, etc. But we had a lot of funny rules. When I started in the business, the city of Minneapolis had what they called patrol limits. And what that was is you couldn't have a liquor license any further from downtown City Hall than a patrolman could walk on a beat in one day. Thus, all of South Minneapolis, when I purchased Haskell's 47, 48 years ago, uh, you couldn't have any wine and spirits there. You couldn't sell wine or spirits on the Nicollet Mall. And these are all part of those, what they're called blue laws or Sunday laws. And what they were is certain activities were banned on Sundays. And this isn't something new. This goes back to the 1700s. Uh, they banned all sorts of activities, dancing and drinking and everything on Sunday because it was supposedly a religious day. And the reason they were called blue laws is back in the 1700s, they were printed on blue paper. And so, uh, as I said, as a result of prohibition, uh, they and to a, repeal it, they enacted the 21st Amendment. Now, the 21st Amendment gave each and every single state the right to regulate their wine and spirits industry completely. That's why we had, many years ago, we had dry states. You couldn't get a drink in places like Utah, etc. And you still have states like Pennsylvania, where Pennsylvania controls all of the sales of wine and spirits. The state actually does that. And uh, we have funny laws Again, in New York City, you can't get a beer in a liquor store. You have to go to a grocery store to buy beer, but you cannot get a beer in a liquor store. It's against the law. So we have, there are 50 states, and they all have 50 different regulations, and the federal government stays out of that. Uh, I can remember, for example, when we early on, and that all liquor stores and bars were closed on Election Day because they felt it kept people honest the day of election, and you couldn't buy boats by getting people drunk and then taking them to the polls. Sort of a silly thing in the 70s and uh, early 80s till they repealed that, but on election day, you could not get a drink. So FDR you know, signed repeal, etc. And uh, But we still have uh, some throwbacks that we have municipal stores. You know, Minnesota is the only state that where the municipality in certain communities sells wine and spirits and beer. 
and we have a lot of them, you know, and large ones too, Lakeville and Edina and Richfield, all have municipal stores. That's something that, that is only uh, indigenous to Minnesota. And there are still 11 states that prohibit uh, Sunday sales of liquor. Texas, which sort of surprised me, Mississippi, Alabama, Montana, Indiana, North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Utah still prohibit uh, any kind of alcohol uh, purchases on Sunday. But isn't it kind of funny that in Minnesota, where we're so uh, bright, we've changed all these laws as of tomorrow from 11 o'clock till 6 o'clock, you can buy spirits, wine, beer to your heart's content. However, you still can't buy or trade an automobile on Sunday because it's against the law. So blue laws are here. It's nice to see some of them repealed. It would be nice to even see more of those because prohibition, as I said, was a funny thing, but we still have the hangover from it with all these patchwork laws uh, on the books. It amazes me whenever I talk to somebody from France or Italy or Spain and they want to sell their wine in the United States, and they say, well, I'd like to sell Minnesota. I'm selling in New York. And then I tell them what they have to do, and they say, well, we sell it in New York. Said, well, New York has different rules. It's, a, it's totally different, and then they eventually get it. Dealing with the United States as far as wine, spirits, and beer goes, if you're an exporter is like dealing with 50 different countries. So at least we're taking a step in the right direction in Minnesota when tomorrow, as I said earlier, from 11 a.m. till 6 p.m., you can pick up wine, spirits, and beer at your favorite store. Anyhow. Yeah, and Jack, uh, fascinating uh, the, the the history of Prohibition, just an amazing time. Uh, Jack, w- what's happening in the stores? What's happening at a Haskell's? Well, Haskell's has their fabulous summer sale, and it's going on right now just in time for you to stock up for your holiday party. The 4th of July is a wonderful time to celebrate, and the Haskell stores are not only open Sunday, but are open with holiday hours on the 4th of July. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. You know, they do love to talk about wine at Haskell's. And while they can't cook the meal for you, they can make the meal by ensuring that the wine that goes with whatever you prepared is a perfect complement. And, you know, they'll always pick a wine that isn't going to cost very much, won't break the bank. Favorable wines at favorable prices. And you can pick those up at all the Haskell stores. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, a Haskell's down in Chanhassen, in Excelsior, right in downtown at the Excelsior Dock. In Faribault, there's a Haskell's off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. It's an enormous facility. Haskell's in Minneapolis has free parking today on Saturday. Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and, of course, Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our summer catalog, and the values are absolutely incredible. Well, Jack, have a great 4th of July holiday. Right. Thank you very much, Steve. I hope to do that. (laughs) 
and I hope you'll forgive me talking about all that prohibition stuff. But, but I thought it was sort of appropriate with Sunday sales becoming a reality tomorrow. Yeah, and it'll be uh, very interesting to see. I have a feeling the stores will be busy. Well, I think they will first blush. Eventually, like anything else, it'll taper off. Uh, it's like prohibition, right? After prohibition, right. you couldn't get enough whiskey. And within uh, three or four months of celebrating like that, it went back to normal consumption. Well, <laughs> Jack, have a great fourth. Denny returns next week. Thank you, Steve. All right, there he is, Jack Farrell, in our weekly wine chat. Jack Farrell, uh, Saturday morning tradition here on CCO.